Praise the Lord, church. Man, it's so good to be in the house of God. Man, so good to be with all of you wonderful people. I want to give honor to our pastor for trusting me and believing in me to come up here and preach the word of God. And I give honor to our bishop who sacrificed everything to build the church and to follow the will of God to build this church here in the city of Catoosa. And I, I appreciate all of you fine people for, man, whenever I came in here, I was nothing but a hippie. I was a drug addict. I had a big, burly-looking, gross beard that probably had trash and stuff in it. I wore holy cargo shorts. <clears throat> and, uh, and I probably stank real bad, too. <clears throat> but y'all loved me through it, and I appreciate that. <clears throat> um... <clears throat> Sorry about my notes, they're all jumbled up here, but I think, I believe, I'm going to preach to you a simple, simple thought. <clears throat> Between the porch and the altar, and if we could all turn to Joel chapter 2, verse 12 through 17. Joel chapter 2, verse 12 through 17. I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to get all hyped up tonight. Um... <clears throat> I, uh, I went to the doctor yesterday, found out that I've got some stuff going on in my sinuses and all kinds of stuff. I was coughing my head off yesterday. I, I did nothing but sleep all yesterday. So I don't want to get too riled up here if that's okay. If I can maybe just talk with y'all for a little bit. Joel chapter 2, verse 12 through 17. It says, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn ye even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and repenteth him of, of the evil. Who knoweth if he will return and repent and leave a blessing behind him, even a meat offering and a drink offering unto the Lord? Blow the trumpet in Zion, sanctify a fast, call a solemn assembly, Gather the people, sanctify the congregation, assemble the elders, gather the children and those that suck the breasts. Let the bridegroom go forth unto his chamber and the bride out of her closet. Let the priests and the ministers of the Lord weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, spare thy people, O Lord, and give not thine heritage to reproach that the heathen should rule over them. Wherefore should they say among the people, where is thy God? And like I said, I want to preach out of this idea, this thought between the porch and the altar. If you could lay your Bibles down. If pastor, if you could come and pray with us. 
in the name of the Lord. We loose your anointing, your authority, your power. I speak in the name of the Lord. I loose the power of God. Let every ear be opened. Let me, every eye be unstopped. Let revelation flow from heaven to earth. And let the word of God be received. Anoint Brother Tanner that speak thus saith the Lord. I, I bind whatever is coming in his body, but I loose him as an oracle of God. It's not by strength, it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. And I loose your spirit in this house. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you all. You may be seated. Church, we are living in unprecedented times. Sin and wickedness is rampant. It seems that nearly everywhere that you go, every place that you look, there is perversion. The word, the world has now called evil good and the things that are good evil. This way of thinking has even crept into the church, and thankfully not the apostolic church that I could see. There are whole denominations of what we call progressive Christians. They, um, they allow for gay marriage. They are ordaining people in the LGBT community to be ministers and pastors and taking stances in favor, favor for abortion. Some of these progressive churches have even made some outlandish claims that don't match the word of God. And, and I've got some of them written down, but they're just too blasphemous for me to even want to speak inside of the, the house of God. And this is what the Bible has to say about all of this. In Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20 it says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. My friends, this country that once was formed and stood on Judeo-Christian values and the world has turned its back. Everywhere that we look, there is darkness all around. But church, can I tell you that there is hope. It doesn't matter if there is darkness all around us. It doesn't matter what the world is doing. For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. There is hope. And even though there is darkness on every side, our God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our Healer, our High Priest and King, Jesus, he is with us. Jesus is with us. I'm sorry, Brother Jonathan. I'll simmer down. I told you I was going to try to talk, and now I'm starting to yell. Jesus is with us. That's all that really matters, right? Is that Jesus is with us, Brother Jonathan. It doesn't matter if we have a congregation all here. Now, I like coming to church. I like it, right? I like getting to rub shoulders with some of you great men and women of God. But it doesn't matter if I'm here in this church or if I'm by myself in Mongolia, Jonathan. What matters is, is that Jesus is with me. The Bible says this in 1 John 4 and 4. It says, greater is he that is in me than he who is in the world. And again, in Romans 8, 31, it says, if God is for us, then who can be against us? Think about it. If God is for me, the one who created heavens, the heavens and earth, he created all of this. 
Everything that we see, all the material, all the, this, this platform, this building, it had to come from a place, right? It had to come from a place in a beginning. God created it all. And the adversary of our souls, guess who created him? God. If God is for me, then who can be against me? And in Romans 8, 38 and, and 39, it says this. Paul writes this. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Think about that. None of these things are able to separate us. Not even death itself can separate us from the love of God. Can I tell you, church, that if you have Jesus, then you have everything you need. If you've got Jesus, you've got everything that you need. Right? It doesn't matter if I'm broke, if I'm poor, if it doesn't matter if I'm rich and I'm famous. It doesn't matter. The thing that matters is that I've got Jesus. <clears throat> My house could burn down tonight, but if I've got Jesus, I've got everything. I could get sick, so sick to the point where I can't stand, but if I've got Jesus, I've got everything. He's the one that matters. He's the only one that matters to me. I once, whenever I was a Whenever I, okay, so I'm, I'm going to tell a story here real quick. Whenever I was in preaching in, in jails and stuff like that, um, I was going into David Elmash with Sister Turner. Anybody remember Sister Turner? Man, I tell you what, that old lady, man, whenever she prayed for you, you knew you was prayed for. Man, she'd come over there and she would just, you know, she was also quiet and everything like that. But whenever she started praying for you, she's like, in the name of Jesus. It was like, where in the world did that come from? And, man, you felt it, too. You felt it in your gut. You felt it in your head. You felt it from the head all the way down to your feet. You're like, yes, Jesus. And so we would go in there to the, to the jails. And, and man, I've, got, I've actually got a lot of stories about Sister Turner in the jail. She was crazy. She was one crazy lady. We'd sit there and just play music and, and worship music. And she'd just sit there and walk through and just worship the Lord. And all of a sudden, this dude, who I'm, I'm going to assume he was demon-possessed because I don't understand how... He's either that or he's on PCP or something because he started screaming like real crazy like. And he started banging his head up against the door and she'd just sit there and praise the Lord through it like it didn't, wasn't even happening. And I'm sitting here like, man, that dude's scary. <laughs> but she didn't care. She, she went right over there to that door, Brother Jonathan, and she laid her hands on that door. And that guy's bam. And it, man, it's making the whole door shake. And she just said, in the name of Jesus. She was, she was a crazy lady, <laughs> but she had faith. Where was I going with that? <laughs> I had a whole story I was going to tell you, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> That's awful. Isaiah 61, <laughs> verse 2, 1 through 2. Arise, shine, for thy light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Church, I believe that now, now in this time, more than ever, we need to get a hold of Jesus. Now, this generation needs to have a visitation from God. We need to have a visitation from Jesus. 
It is time for us to arise. Now is the time. It's not the time in which we can afford to sit back and just relax. I've got no more time. I've been doing that. I've been hanging out. I've been relaxing. You know, somebody else will pray that prayer. You can't afford that anymore. It is time for us to find that place between the porch and the altar and dig into deep, fervent, passionate prayer and intercession. We've got to do it. We've got to do it. And I've, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself because I need to dig into that fervent, passionate, deep prayer. I need to dig into it. Philippians 3 and 13 says something, or 14, it says, but I, I, press, to, I press forward towards the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. I want to press into the deep things of God. I want to press into the deep things of God. It's been coming up. That scripture, Brother Jonathan, has been coming up since we had our prayer revival all the way until, I mean, Saturday. We went to a funeral, and a, and a man sat there and spoke that, and whenever he did, Katie started crying. I felt the Holy Ghost. And right there in that Baptist church, we about started speaking in tongues. <laughs> Maybe it was the church of God. I can't remember. <clears throat> but we about started speaking in tongues whenever he, he read that scripture. But now I, I count not that I have apprehended these things. But this which I do, forgetting those things which are behind, I reach forward. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God. It's been coming through my spirit this whole time. I actually wanted to preach a sermon on that. I just couldn't get my thoughts together. I apologize, but, but man, I, I want to I sit here and say this. There's some people that have, been, that have been desiring to go to the deep things of God. There's some people, I've been desiring to go to the deep things of God. I'm going to get off my notes here for a second. But <laughs> since, since I would say about December... The beginning of December, man, God's been dealing with me. And I've been talking to the Lord. I've been saying, Lord, you know, <clears throat> I, want to, I want to be used in the altar again. I want to be used in, in being able to pray people through to the Holy Ghost again. Man, because whenever we was going in them jails, me and Sister Turner, it was like every other week. I think Pastor got kind of annoyed with me sometimes. I'd text him, hey, another one got the Holy Ghost, you know. And I want to be used in that, you know. I want to. I want to be used in those giftings. And, and I've been praying to the Lord. Lord, I want to be used in the altar. I want to be used in these giftings. There's things that I've, I've been used in, but I haven't been used in in a very long time. Right? And, and I've been praying to the Lord, and the Lord started speaking to me. He's like, hey, you're going to have to give some things up. If you want these, you're going to have to give some things up. <clears throat> if you want to be used in these areas, you're going to have to cut some things off in your life again. You're going to have to get rid of some things. You're going to have to, this all, all over here, that's all trash, but you're going to have to follow after me. And, uh, and so I, I've been slowly, I, 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 was, I, I remembered a scripture. And man, I'll tell you what, this thing right here, this thing might as well be the devil. <laughs> because it is a distracting device, this thing right here. This thing is awful. Man, you go on here, you just want to set your alarm for, at night, and you wind up looking at YouTube for three hours. It's awful. It's the worst. <laughs> I do not recommend anybody getting a smartphone. I'm thinking about going back to a flip phone. But I was talking to the Lord, and the Lord started talking to me. He said, hey, you're going to cut out, you're gonna have to cut out Facebook a lot. You've been on Facebook way too much. 
you're going to have to stop scrolling on, on YouTube. Has anybody seen those YouTube shorts? That's the devil. I'll tell you that right now. That's, that's awful. Don't get sucked into that thing, man. That's, that's mindless scrolling for 60 seconds at a time. It's awful. It's the worst, man. But the Lord started telling me, you're going to have to cut off Facebook. You're going to have to get off of it for a while. You're going to have to cut off YouTube. Stop scrolling so much. Because you've got to get your mind into the right place. And all of this stuff is just filling your mind with worldly things. And man, I, 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 I wanted to cut it out. I'm cutting it out. And the Lord told me, he said, he, he spoke to me this scripture. And this was the day that I, I decided, okay, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to delete Facebook for at least, for at least a, a month or whatever. And I, I did it. And, and I deleted it. But he spoke to me this scripture. He says, if your right hand offend you, cut it off. For it's better for you to enter into heaven maimed than rather to enter into hell with your whole body. If, I'm telling you, if this thing is keeping you from the Lord, it's better that you, have not, you don't have a phone and go to heaven. It's better that you don't have Facebook and go to heaven. It's better that you don't have YouTube and go to heaven. Man, if you're wanting to know what, how, well, okay, Tanner, if I don't have YouTube, how am I going to entertain myself? Entertain yourself in prayer. Entertain yourself in the word. If you want to go to the deep things of God, you're going to have to cut some things out, and you're going to have to press into those things. You're going to have to press for the mark. I've been, I've been asking the Lord, Lord, I, you know, I, I, I want to be used in ministry. I want to, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I want, I want, pla I told the Lord, I want platform time, whatever that means, you know, and that's a horrible place to be. Let's just be honest here. That's a horrible, if you're praying to the Lord, Lord, I want platform time. I want time behind the pulpit, but you're not teaching Bible studies. You're in the wrong, you're wanting the wrong thing. And so I've been telling the Lord, Lord, I want platform time. I, I want time to be seen. And actually the Lord, and here I am just going to, I'm just exposing myself. I ain't even on my message anymore. Um, you know, we came back from that crusade, Pastor, and, and, uh, and I'm going to tell on Katie a little bit here real quick. She looked at me. <laughs> we came back from that crusade, and it wasn't maybe but two weeks, and Katie told me, she said, <clears throat> you know, I was in prayer, and the Lord asked me, said, uh, why don't you, why don't you, why do you hide yourself away from people? And she told told me that the Lord exposed to her that it was pride. I said, oh, okay, that's cool, whatever. You know, I went on my, my way. I don't, I don't know how to handle that. I didn't know what to do with that information. I'll pray with you against pride, I guess. So I came up here, and, and, and I came up here that same night, and I was sitting right, right about where you are, Brother Jonathan, and I was praying. Oh, I was seeking the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, I love you. Oh, I seek your face, Lord. And the Lord spoke to me. He said, you know, you got a real problem. I said, okay, Lord, well, what's my problem? And he said, you want to be seen. And I said, okay, Lord, but why do I want to be seen? And he said, because you got a lot of pride. You got a lot of issues going on. You got a lot of stuff happening. And you 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 want to be seen. You want to be noticed. And 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 I don't know if that's okay, or I don't know if that's not, but the Lord rebuked me for it. The Lord told me that's not okay. It's not okay that I want to be up here ministering like the way that I was, Pastor. I had a lot of pride in me. I just wanted to be in front in the spotlight, I guess. I don't know. I wasn't really in it for serving the Lord. And I apologize about that. 
the Lord's been dealing with me on this. And so I go to these different things and I'm just trying to maybe hide myself away, maybe not be seen so much. And, and the Lord's been dealing with me. And, and, and so in that, because I, I, I've been praying that I want platform time, you know, I've been getting upset. Not necessarily platform time here, but anywhere. It doesn't matter. I don't care, you know. Heck, it could be in the prisons. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to preach, right? Maybe that's the problem with preachers is they want to preach, right? <laughs> but, but the Lord has told me. The Lord has kind of showed me something. He said, you're not. I went, I went to this prayer meeting, Pastor. There at Bot, and uh, and somebody came over to me, and they. I'm going all over the place, and I apologize about that, but it's going to tie into something, right? <clears throat> I went to this prayer meeting, and um, <clears throat> and this person, man, uh, we were sitting there praying, and man, it would I'll talk about an apostolic prayer meeting. Me and Katie showed up to this thing, thinking we was just going to another prayer meeting. That's what I had in my head, and this lady come over to me. <laughs> come over to us, and she said, y'all just thought y'all was coming to a regular prayer meeting, but y'all was coming for an encounter with Jesus. All right, cool. So one guy prays over me, man, and it was powerful, because it was some, he spoke to me about some stuff that only Katie knows, right? I've only ever told Katie this stuff. And another man come over to me, and he lays his hands on me, and he says, you haven't been pressing in. You haven't been pushing. You haven't been walking towards the things of God. I've just been been content. I've been apathetic. And, and trust me, I'm praying. I feel the fire of God sometimes, but, but it's, it's not enough, Jonathan. It's not enough. I want the things of God. I want the calling of God that's on my life, and I want to step into the calling now. But the thing about it is that I'm not pressing into the things of God. There's some people that want to be on the platform you want to be singing and, and, and dancing. You want to be playing the instruments and you want to be behind the pulpit. But the thing is, is you're, and you're wondering, why am I not being called on to do this? Well, maybe it's time that we start pressing into the deep things of God. Maybe it's time that we cut some things off and we say, Lord, you know what? I'm going to start fasting once a week. I'm going to pray an hour a day. I'm going to read my Bible every single day. At least a chapter. At least a chapter. But man, I, I'm telling you what, if you ever start to read this thing like your life depends upon it. If you ever start to read this thing like your life depends upon it. It will change your mind. It will change your spirit. It will change your heart. <clears throat> now back to the notes. I believe it's time now. Now is the time that we need to get a hold of God. Now is the time that we need to press into the deep things of God like we never have before. It's time to start praying for some souls. It's time to start praying for our schools. It's time to start praying for our cities, for our states, for our nation, and for the world. There is a billion soul harvest that's just waiting to happen. Eight billion souls are coming into the church, and it's going to take us praying and seeking after God for it. Reason being is because it is the church the church, you and I, that is the restraining force against spiritual darkness. You and I are the restraining force against spiritual darkness. It is through the power of prayer and faith that moved God to do many great miracles of old. 
Almost every time that you see a miraculous event in the book of Acts, the disciples were either going to a prayer meeting or they were at a prayer meeting or they were coming from a prayer meeting. In Acts chapter 2, when the Holy Ghost was first poured out, there was about 150 praying in the upper room. 120, I'm sorry. In Acts chapter 3, the healing of the lame man, Peter and John, they were heading to the temple to pray. In Acts chapter 4, uh, uh, 31, they prayed and the place was shaken and they spoke the word of God with boldness. And in Acts chapter 12, Peter was thrown into prison and the church prayed and an angel helped Peter to make a jailbreak. Prayer is powerful. And if you don't believe that, there's a woman sitting in a hotel room right now in Oklahoma City because the church began to pray. (laughs) Prayer is powerful. It's through the power of prayer that we can shake the gates of hell. It's through the power of prayer that souls can be saved. It's through the power of prayer that sicknesses can leave. Through the power of Jesus' name, praying in that mighty name. When we lay hands on the sick, the Bible says that they shall recover. It's prayer. We've got to dig into the deep things of God. We've got to have some altars in our lives. We've got to be not just... I heard heard Brother Bounds say this. He said, a lot of people... Just desire to to sit by the altar and be warmed by it. That's not good enough, Brother Jonathan. I want to be a man who is on the altar consumed by the fire. I don't want to just be warmed by somebody else's altar. I can't just be warmed by pastor's altar or by Jonathan's altar or bishop's altar. But I've got to have my own. I've got to crawl up on it and I've got to die there to myself. I've got to be consumed by the things of God. It has to happen. Psalm 41 and 1 says this. We have heard with our ears, O God, our fathers have told us what work thou didst in their day in times of old. Church, I got to confess something to you. I got to confess, and please don't hold it against me, but I'm just a little bit discontent. Just a little discontent. Well, I've heard... I've heard about all the preachers. I've heard about all the past revivals. I've heard about all the past miracles that have been done. But I want to see them today. I want to see the miraculous today. I want to see a visitation of the Holy Ghost sweep across America today. I'm not content with just coming to church on Wednesdays and Sundays. Oh, man. I love being with you people, but I'm not content with just the, 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 the cutesy Pentecostal way and, and the tradition that we've, we've found ourselves in. And maybe not you. Maybe not you. I don't want to accuse anybody of anything, but the tradition that I have found myself in. I know when to clap. I know when to shout. I know when to raise my hands. I know when to sing. I know how to dance. I know how to do it. And I know how to do it on cue most of the time. 
but it's not enough. It's not enough. I'm discontent with the tradition of, of church. I love the traditions that we have. I love it. I'm, trust me, I'm not preaching against the church. But I'm just discontent with that being the only way that it is. The Bible is filled with miracles from the beginning to the ending. Those people of old and, and heck, even just, just people not too long ago. Not too long ago, there was a generation that happened before us. And they seen the miraculous happen in their day. They seen the visitation of the Holy Ghost sweep across the, uh, the United States and begin to sweep across the world. I want to see it for myself. I want to see the blind eyes open. I want to see the deaf ears opened. I want to watch the, the lame speak. And I want to watch, the, uh, I said the lame speak, but I want to watch them get up and run. I want to see the dumb speak. I want to see those with spirits, vexed with spirits, I want to see them cast out. I want to see the things of God. But those things, they didn't just happen because somebody prayed a cute little Pentecostal prayer. These men and women, they sought God until it hurt. Laying on their faces for hours in intercession. Fasting and praying until it made them sick. It was their lives. They laid on that altar until they died to themselves. So that they could get up and more, look more like Christ. Church, it is time that we begin weeping. Weeping between the porch and the altar. It is time to get our minds focused on the things of God. Church, we've got to have the vision of God. I've been praying here lately, Lord, touch my vision because if my vision is not correct, I'm not walking in the correct paths which you have for me. God, touch my mind that my passion could be behind the vision, that it could be fueling the vision. It is time to get serious about the things of God. We need to start walking in the spirit Every day. We need to get rid of idols in our life. How many of us know that just because we believe in one God, we speak in tongues, baptized in Jesus' name, repented, doesn't mean that you still can't have an idol in your life. I've already talked about it, man. This phone, this phone is an idol sometimes. You can worship this phone more than you worship God sometimes. If that's the truth... We need to cut some things out. You need to set limits and parameters on this thing. You need to say, hey, look, if I'm going to get on Facebook, I'm only going to get on there for 15, maybe 20 minutes. You can put that on this. Uh, if you've got an iPhone, you can do that. It's amazing. I did it for Disney Plus because I watched too much Star Wars. <laughs> it's been a while since I made a Star Wars reference. But you can do it. It's easy. I got mine set to where after a certain period of time, it says, hey, look, uh, you've been watching too much. You need to get off and pray. It doesn't say that, but I wish it did. <laughs> it make it a little easier to stop watching sometimes. Oh, man, that's my alarm. I got to go pray. We need to get rid of some distractions. Distractions, man. 
I'm going to get off this whole phone thing, man, because that's that's my biggest deal. Maybe y'all got different distractions, and that's fine, (coughs) but mine's my phone. Anyways, I'll, I'll, I'll go on. But seriously, I wonder what happened in my life and maybe in some of y'all's. I wonder what happened to just lingering in the presence of God. I can remember whenever I first came to church and after a, 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 a bout of different things happening, that there was a period of time where I would be here. I had, a, I had the best job in the world. I'd go to work at 8. I'd get off at 12. I didn't make no money, but I was able to come to church. <clears throat> I came here, and I would come in here, and there'd be times where I'd bring people in, and pastor would look at me like I was doing something wrong. <laughs> and I'd just be up here playing guitar with my hippie buddies, <clears throat> talking about the things of God. I'd come up here and I'd read the word of God for hours. It became, a, 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 it became my food. It became everything that I lived for. I remember wanting to get off work so quickly so that I could head right back up here to the church. And I would be here for hours. I'd be here sometimes till midnight, Brother Jonathan, just praying and lingering in the presence of God. And somehow we've become too easily distracted and we desire to be entertained rather than to cry out to God and get ourselves dirty with prayer. We come to church to be entertained a lot of times. We come to church because, because we just want to see an entertaining preacher. We want to see somebody like Gabe or like Brother Jonathan get up here and dance and shout and do their thing. We want to be entertained. I'm trying to wrap up, so I'm trying to get it all serious again. But it's not working. But we desire to be entertained rather than to have the real thing. We desire to be entertained rather than to have the real presence of God. Uh, musicians, if you could come, maybe it'll get me to calm down a little bit. I wonder what happened to all night prayer meetings. I've heard people preach about them. I've been a part of some. Brother Jeremy, whenever I first came into church, there was a night where a whole bunch of us I remember you led prayer, and I didn't even know what was happening. I was over there at uh, Bikers, Blues, and Barbecue, and somebody said, hey, there's a prayer meeting going on at the church tonight. It starts at 10. And we came up here to the church, and I don't know how long we prayed, Brother Jeremy, but you led us in prayer, and it was powerful. It was powerful stuff. I remember having, having all-night prayer meetings. I remember going to my own home and having all-night prayer meetings. I remember just lingering in the presence of God. Just, just seeking after him. And I remember just whenever the presence of God would come in, it would, it would strike me to my core. It hit me in my heart. And I could do nothing but weep for I was nobody. I was, I was a man who was undone before the presence of God. We need to get ourselves between the porch and the altar. You all can stand. I wonder if there's any of us today that maybe if we could be honest have in the past year or so maybe it's undealt with maybe it's dealt with maybe I don't know 
And maybe we've been dealing with some apathy. We've been dealing with <clears throat> comfortability. Comfortable in the spirit. We're comfortable where we are. God's trying to shake us out of that tonight. God's trying to shake us out. I wonder how many have been praying for the deep things of God. Oh, I want to go there. I want to see it. I want to see the deep things of God. It's not just about miracles either. It's about my, my time and prayer. There's some deep places that I've been to that I haven't been to in a while. And I want to go to those deep places in prayer where it's just me and it's God and it's Him and it's intimacy between a man and his maker. It's intimacy between man and his God. And He begins to speak and give promises and help you and comfort us. He Oh, Jesus. He canayale borosata. He andayale borosata, yale borosata. Oh, God, help us. Lead us back to the, between the porch and the altar, oh, God. Oh, no, no, borosana, yala, barakia, yale Oh, Jesus. These altars are open right now. If you want to press into the deep things of God, this altar is open. If you want to get between the porch and the altar, these altars are open. If you're seeking for that intimacy with the Lord that you haven't found in such a long time, these altars are open. God wants to give it to you tonight. If I am down on my knees again, surrendering all, surrendering all. Find me here, Lord, as you draw me near, desperate for you. Desperate for you, I surrender, I surrender, I want to know you more, I want to know you more, I surrender, 
to know 